All right. Oh, yes. Guess who's back? Back. Will? Mm-hmm. How you been? Been okay. It's been a while. You know, we say that every time. Yeah, it's but been actually, a- this time it has been a while. Yeah. You know, I'm not one to blame people. We're not meant to be accused. Here we go. <laughs> I think, actually, one of Satan's names is accuser. Or does it mean, does Satan mean accuser? I think, I think it does. does. I think it says the accuser of our brothers has been cast down. Yes. But until then, I just wanted to think, no. Will's been out of town. I've been here waiting for him. Just thinking about the podcast. A popular guy, you know. Gotta go places and see things. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Okay. Okay. Tell, the, tell the people where you've been. Well, Egypt and Germany. Yep. Okay, let's go on okay. to the podcast because people want to hear the podcast. Okay, maybe they don't. Okay, what are we talking about today, Will? Today's topic is the three parts of man. Is that what we're going to call it? No, that's not what we're going to call it. What should we call it? Mm. We're going to say, "What does the Bible say about man?" Maybe man. Yeah, let's just call it man. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I mean, in man, when we say man, we, we you know we're encompassing the whole man, the whole man. Yeah, all two to three parts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. What? Well, let's. So why is why is this an important topic? Yeah. Why well, does this matter? Okay. Yeah. Why does it matter? How about I answer that question? Okay. Okay. Well, sometimes as Christians. Mm-hmm. Actually, a lot of times as Christians. Most of the time as Christians. Mo- mo- yeah, nearly. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Tell it to me. Tell us. No. no. Okay. So, in, you know, in Colossians, it says Christ in you. Right. It says Christ in you. Yeah. And so we know as Christians that we received Jesus in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of times in our experiences... We sin and we fail. Right. And maybe we feel depressed. Uh-huh. Maybe an even a little cold and empty. Yeah. And we think, why is this happening? Yeah. Or, or we keep struggling with something and it's like, why am I struggling with this? I yeah. thought Jesus was in me. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if God lives in me, if that's the truth, the spirit dwells in me, and I'm told, you know, we talked about the assurance of salvation once. That was, I love that topic. It's really helpful. Um, yeah. If I'm saved and God's in me, then why do I keep failing? If God is in me, why is sin reigning, you could say, or why? You would think if God's there now, then I should be godly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. My actions should reflect that reality. So maybe why aren't we seeing that? If Jesus is in me, why am I sinning? Yeah. So maybe so so maybe the question would be, where is Jesus in me? Yeah. Where is he actually dwelling? Yeah. That's a question I think that we're not asking that we should. Mm-hmm. It's like we're asking why am I sinning if Jesus is there? Right. And maybe there's a deeper question we need to ask, which is, you know, where is he? Yeah, where is he at? Because yeah. I think we could... Really answered experientially, like physically, mm, left shoulder. He's in our left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> you 
He's not in mine. My left shoulder aches. I've like been considering. I'm thinking like, like lower <laughs> left gut. I think is maybe wow. if we had to locate it. But you know, the Old Testament talks about our inward parts. Bowels. Yeah. It says bowels. Okay. Anyways, our physical body gets sick, and hurt. Yeah. And injured. Uh huh. It's like, well, that's probably not where he's at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But then we, you know, maybe let's go a little deeper. Mm-hmm. It's like my thoughts are not that great sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. maybe I'll feel a certain way or I choose certain things. And I'm like, that definitely wasn't Christ in me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's deeper. Mm-hmm. So what does the Bible say about it? Yeah. That's a, that's a, what does the Bible say about it? Well, I have a verse. Okay. So um, there's a verse that... Um, Paul just kind of speaks in passing, you can say. But it kind of reveals a lot of kind of his understanding of what man is. Um, at least kind of what is the general anatomy or anthropology, you know, like what is, what is, what is, what consists of a man, a whole man? Yeah, that's good. And that's a gender neutral man, all humanity is man, in case there's any people out there who, you know, think that's a sensitive issue. Anyways, um, so there's a verse, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame. Oh, bingo. Boom. Shakalaka. Yeah. <laughs> so he says, I mean, he, he says holy. You be sanctified holy. And that's not H-O-L-Y, it's W-H-O-L-L-Y, meaning the entire being, oh, nice. all that you are. Yeah. Um, so... The encompassing picture of man is spirit and soul and body with clear distinguishing, you know, ands there. Mm-hmm. So man is three parts. Yeah. That's what Paul says. Okay. Well, that might be, that might be a little hard to wrap, wrap well, it was a little hard to wrap my head around mm-hmm. first thinking that man is three parts because soul and spirit I mean, I thought they were synonymous, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe other of our listeners think that, too. Yeah. So there's a verse also for that. <clears throat> okay. And there's multiple verses for it, but we're just going to pick out one here. And it's in he- Hebrews. Mm-hmm. It's in Hebrews 4.12. It says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So this shows pretty clearly that there's, there, the soul and the spirit can be divided. But mm-hmm. also what that means is that they're very closely related. Mm-hmm. And anyways. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is just it shows they're different. Yeah, it shows they're different. That's right. I mean, that's the big thing. I mean, yeah, the verse is really um, mysterious, you know. It's mm-hmm. like when we can get into like, well, how does the soul and spirit <laughs> relate and... I think there's a lot of people out there who are very mystical and who really are just, you know, they know all the things of the divine realm and, <laughs> and you know, I'm not there, so I'm not going to talk yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, the verse at least shows they're different. Right. It says spirit and soul and mm-hmm. can be divided by the word yeah. of God. Yeah. And I think even just in principle, anytime like soul is used in the Bible uh-huh. or in the context, it, it, it could even be related to maybe like feelings Mm. Or um, I don't know how else would how else would it 
I'm trying to think of some examples, but basically in the Bible, it, it's mainly talking about man. Like, we are a soul. That's just yeah. what we are. That's who we are. Right. I mean, it's like you're the this many souls perished. Yeah. Like, it's kind of an encompassing term for man. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it talks about, like, the... like soul is equated with like having thoughts or soul is equated with having emotions. Mm-hmm. It's like your soul like yearn for this. It wants this yeah. it, and it does this. Um, I've, I've compiled a lot of verses. There's other people who have compiled a lot more that like show the distinctions or the usages in the Bible. And I think if you read through the whole Bible, which, you know, it'd be great if you did this. Um, and probably most people won't, but if you read the whole Bible, looking for the instances of where soul and spirit are mentioned, you'll find, yeah, yeah. there's categories. They're in different categories. Mm-hmm. Soul is mainly with the things of man, like thoughts, feelings, and actions, and all those things that kind of define your person. Like, will is all that he thinks, all that he feels, all that he does. Mm-hmm. That's your personality. I am. Yeah. That. Yeah. But spirit, whenever spirit's mentioned, it talks about... Yeah. Other things. It's a little mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, spirit, whether it be talking about how it relates to Christ or and, you know, God and the God of Israel, mm-hmm. or, like, other spiritual things, um, whenever man is involved with it, it talks about his spirit. Like, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're to pray in spirit. Yeah. According to Ephesians right. 6, right? Yeah. We are to worship in spirit. Like we did that last John, time, John yeah. 4, right? Um, yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's some more verses that actually talk about this. And this answers the previous question we asked, which is like, okay, well, if Jesus is in me, where is he actually? Hmm. Okay. And so there's a verse in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Hmm. And so there's one aspect. Yeah. That the one of the way the way that we're joined to the Lord is in spirit, right? It's in our spirit, right? Yeah. So our spirit relates to the divine things, um, be it idolatrous things or things of God. And when it comes to the Lord, like when He comes to take up residence in us right. as the Spirit, um, that's where He goes. You, yeah. I mean, He joins Himself there. He is one with us there, as distinct from our soul. Where there's still evil thoughts and feelings and you know things to do, right? Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean that's where he's joined. So that's a good verse, First Corinthians six seventeen. Mm-hmm. You're joined in spirit. Yeah, and so there's there's another verse that it kind of brings out also the distinction of the soul and the spirit a little bit more. Okay. It's Romans eight six. It says, "For to set the mind on the flesh is death." But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Okay. Yeah. And so if you if, it just if you read this in the context, you know, in Romans chapter seven, it talks about this war's waging, and Paul wants to do good, but he can't. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's hitting. I mean, this is this is almost exactly what we're talking about. The whole question or the whole point of this podcast mm-hmm. is that your your mind, your soul chooses one or thing or the other. Right. And so this verse is like mind set on the flesh, it's death, and that's kind of lot that's our default yeah by default we're set on our flesh our fallen body yeah but if we set our mind on the spirit which is something deep within man and it's where christ is mm-hmm. then it's life and peace yeah 
And a lot of times that is our spiritual experience that we, that we um, have, even in our salvation experience. That's what's happening right. is we're accessing that spirit and touching that spirit. And, um, and it is. It's life and peace. I mean, that's the spirit. I mean, we just may not put it in those terms. We may not know how to describe it. Mm-hmm. We may not even know how to do it, Yeah, how to do that. But Right. Yeah, so I guess our point is like the spirit of man is the key kind of to, to God's purpose. Right. Um, and, and that's, I guess we need to make another distinction. Um, Romans 8, uh, eight sixteen it says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so actually both adding to the point that the spirit of man is like about the divine things, it's hard to translate whether it should be capital S or lower S. Right. Because it's always about God, yeah. right? Um, and this verse, it says, the Spirit himself, capital S, bears witness with our spirit, lowercase s, that we're children of God. So his speaking to us, maybe not audible voice, mm-hmm. um, but his, you know, getting that divine sense that I am of God, I'm his child, this is the truth. Even when you're doubting, when you're in sin, it's like the Lord comes and speaks a word, no, you're my son, you're redeemed. That takes place in the deeper part, in the spirit of man. Yeah. The spirit himself who lives there, who dwells in us, in our spirit, is speaking to us there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's another verse, too, that talks about maybe a little bit of the creation okay, yeah. of man. Yeah. And it relates it to two really massive things. Yeah. So this is uh, Zechariah 12.1. The oracle of the word of the Lord concerning Israel. Thus declares the Lord, who stretched out the heavens and founded the earth and formed the spirit within man. Mm. So this is how the Lord is uh, describing himself, what he is. I stretched out the heavens, I founded the earth, right. and I formed the spirit within man. Right. It's like, I mean, that's just incredible. For sure. That I mean, it's, the things that we marvel at, mm-hmm. I mean, and you just think, even from a philosophical standpoint it's like i bet more books are written about man than they are about the galaxies or the earth or the world Mm -hmm. it's like we can't figure man out yeah we don't know why we do some of the things we do yeah or the emptiness that's in man or the meaning like what is the meaning of life yeah it's like there's such a mysterious like um thing with man yeah, that, that doesn't relate to the other animals. Mm-hmm. And we feel certain things and we experience certain things that they can't. Right. It's like, what are we? And so that's what, I mean, that's what God's saying right here. Yeah. I stretch forth the heavens, look at it, marvel at it. I laid the foundation of the earth and that's incredible. Yeah. But I also formed the spirit within man. Right. And that also serves a specific function. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like equated with the two others, like marvelous works. And, and I think... Um, this is kind of why um, maybe the distinction between soul and spirit is kind of confusing um, because I think, you know, our experience as non-believers or as failing Christians, our realization of the spirit within is kind of low. Mm-hmm. And for unbelievers, it's, it's nil. Um, because um, you can say during the fall, that is the part of man which was... Um, you know, it, it lost its function to some extent. It was yeah. deadened. Mm-hmm. So when in Ephesians 2, it says you were dead in your offenses, right? In your sins. Um, like our thoughts were corrupt, but they weren't dead. I mean, I still have the function to right. think, right? And same with my emotions, my will. 
in my body. Like I, Adam and Eve did not literally die on the day they ate of the wrong fruit, but they died spiritually in that their fellowship with God was cut off. Yeah. And so there is a deep, you know, gap in man and that is his spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the part in us that can touch the divine things and that can fellowship with God and can be in this purpose. And when you, you know, when you don't have the Lord, that part of you is, is dead. Yeah. We know nothing of it. And we spent X many years unaware that we had one, yeah. unaware that that was something. And when the Lord came in and quickened us, he regenerated us. He enlivened us in our spirit. Right. And so that is like, that is why maybe it's hard, <coughs> hard to distinguish um, because we're just not used to it in our mm-hmm. you know, human experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe we can move a little forward, move forward here. Yeah. And talk about, because the progression that we're doing, or that we're doing for the last two, were worship. John 4 talks about worshiping in spirit and truthfulness. Uh-huh. So that's one of the reasons we're talking about this is it's, it goes back to kind of that point of how are we contacting God and what does it look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times maybe we get stuck in like, when we want to experience God, we'll do something. We, we, need, to, we need some emotion. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need some emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times that'll come through singing. Yeah. Um, or or we, if you're this kind of person, you might need some intellectual, mental... Stimulation. Stimulation. So yeah. we'll read... Learn something new. Exactly. Yeah. We'll study the Bible. Find a new revelation, you might call it. Exactly. Yeah. Or there's another option, which is we need to go do something. Yeah. Let me go let me go give some money to someone. Let me go on a mission trip. Let me go build a house. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, just that th- those are some of the things that come out. But a lot of times we need to be careful because we can do all of those things apart from God. Wow, yeah. And and so it's really important to see those things could be gateways and they can also be a way mm. that God expresses himself through us. Right. Maybe through song, yeah. through study, mm-hmm. or through a work. I mean, even, you know, James even talks about that. Faith without works is dead. Mm. And so there, there are aspects of that. But the important thing is to, is to figure out what is the source of the things we do and the things we feel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, because our soul, it's not, we're not discounting the soul or, or belittling its importance. Right. We're just getting to the fact that there's a deeper part in man where, yeah, we're, it needs to be our source and it's kind of the key. But the soul is the part that we have to get through and right. it's the part that then eventually expresses what's there. Yeah. And so to get to our spirit, quote unquote, you can say, to touch the Lord who's in our spirit, um, to have this fellowship with God. You know, it, it, it's, we're not talking about, you know, Buddhist um, meditation here. Bypass the mind, forget your emotions, right. be emptied out completely. Actually, that's incredibly dangerous if you really want to get to those, like the people who really know about the mystical realm and all that stuff. It's like the only person who takes advantage of you, thoughtless meditation and blankness, are demons. Mm. Um, we don't know much about that in the Western world, it seems like, but they... they prey on man who lets down his guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is different. And in Christian meditation, if you want to call it that, like in the Psalms, it's full of chewing on the words of God. Right. Um, but it's not just intellectual stimulation. You read the word, and like in Ephesians, it talks about, you know, 
taking the word by means of all prayer in Ephesians 6. Right. Um, we make the words our food by praying them. And it, it, it enriches our fellowship. It gets us to the divine thing. It actually brings us out of our just vain thoughts and not just our dead knowledge, like Second Corinthians 3. We're not just about dead knowledge. Right, right. We're getting to the spirit. Yep. So the same thing with singing. I mean, I can sing a song, work myself up into tears, but it's like I didn't consider the lyrics at all, and it's basically just an emotional show, and yeah. I don't leave change. But you can also sing to the Lord with your spirit um, and express praise and prayer, and it's not about making good n- music like like that is it. It's not just about making a good song or, or getting to a point where you worked up to tears, but it is getting to that deeper part where mm-hmm. your song can spontaneously turn into praise and right. shouting and, and prayer. And, you know, it's like, I mean, I'm not saying we disrupt the whole singing or whatever, but it's like our singing needs to get to the Lord. Yeah, That's right. the point, right. you know. And then same with the works. I mean, Paul says in Romans, I think 1, 9 or something, like he serves in his spirit. Yeah. Right. He serves always in his spirit. Right. So even our service should be out from our touching the Lord in our spirit. That's what empowers us, strengthens us, and makes our service count in God's mm-hmm. economy. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about this more. And, it, you know, even if we go to, let's let's look at, like, let's say if we just did the mental side of, like, reading the Bible. Okay. It's like, how do we read the Bible in this way that we're talking about. Okay, yeah. In our, in our spirit, basically. Yeah. And, you know, in Timothy, Paul talks about, he says, all Scripture is God-breathed. Mm-hmm. You know, all Scripture is God-breathed. And then in John, we see that, like, Jesus is the Word, or the Word is God. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, certain, there's a certain correlation between God's breath mm-hmm. and spirit. This word, I think it's pneuma. Yeah. Pneuma in the Greek. And so... It's like, where does this word want to go? It's not just about learning. Any, it's not just about learning things. It's yeah. not just about memorizing Bible verses. Right. But there's a certain destination that the word wants to get to. Mm. And I, I was thinking of the verse. There's a verse in Colossians um, 3.16. And it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. But... Ultimately, it just says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Yeah. And if you link this with another verse, hmm. which is in Ephesians 3. Okay. And that is where um, basically Paul's talking, he's praying, and he says that you would be strengthened with power in your inner man, that Christ may make his home in your hearts. Yeah. Well, the word home means to dwell. Yeah. It means to dwell. It means to, anyways, the, the word dwell also means to make home. That Christ may make his home in your hearts. Yeah. And so the word, when it enters into us and when we can receive it, maybe through prayer, yeah. praying over it and receiving it, not just in a mental way, but in our spirit, mm-hmm. then it will, basically, we are receiving the word in our spirit. We're receiving the word in our soul. Hmm. And it starts to make its home. In our soul, in our hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess like heart and soul are somewhat synonymous yeah. in that sense. So yeah, I mean, that, that's what you, like the Ephesians 3 verse, I was going to say that too. It's like our, when we're strengthened with power into our, into our inner man, which is the prior verse, 
Christ is then able to make his home in our hearts. Yeah. So the inner man would be our spirit. Yeah, right. And when we're strengthened there through our prayer, through our reading the word and, and fellowshipping with the Lord about it, he is, he is strengthening us deep within. Mm-hmm. And the result is Christ will then make his home in our hearts. So he actually doesn't want to just stay in our spirit. He actually wants to solve that problem we talked about at the beginning, the evil thoughts, the, um, you know, the fickle emotions, and the disobedient will. Yeah. He wants to begin making his home there to start taking over, you know, making it his dominion, right? He can be Lord of your thoughts and your heart and all that. Um, like home base, the Normandy beachhead is, is our spirit. <laughs> right. But he's trying to invade, you know, take out, you know, the Nazis yeah, of right. our soul. Right? Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and actually, the even grander, I mean, that's so grand. Like, oh, our problems are solved, but we're not here to, just to solve our sin problem. Um, we've talked about a lot in this podcast. God actually has a um, desire, and that's mm-hmm. for his church. Yeah, right. Um, it's actually in Ephesians as well. It says, right, we are being built together into a dwelling place of God in spirit. Yeah, right. Um, so even the building up of God's dwelling place, the building up of the church is in this spirit. When I'm with Will, if I'm in my soul and he's in his soul and we just have fellowship as soulish men, soulish, by the way, is translated as natural a lot of times, but it's the same thought. It's like you're natural, what you are in nature, your soul, your mm-hmm. soulish. Um, all that's going to happen is we're going to just have vain talk. We might become better buds, you know, and, you know, none of it counts in God's economy. But if we are in our spirit in that we're fellowshipping, we're praying together, we are singing together, you know, that shouldn't be weird. You know, we, should, right. we can read together. Yeah, right, right. If we are enjoying the Lord in spirit, um, then we can actually be built up together. Yeah. We can have a this sort of a divine friendship Yeah. Um, where we're joined, we're one, and it counts for God's building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the goal, yeah. right, to this whole, the whole thing is that we're, we're just kind of recapping. Where mm-hmm. is Jesus at? Well, we receive him in our spirit. Yeah. And then, okay, well, then what? You know, now what happens? He's in our spirit, and then we end up sinning or we fail. Mm. Well, that's because, according to Romans 8, 6, we, our minds, our souls a portion of our soul is focused on our flesh, mm. um, which is fallen and it's, there's no, there, our flesh is not getting any better. Yeah. But when it turns and it's um, focused on the Lord, whenever the mind, the mindset on the, the spirit, so the Lord in our spirit, there's life and peace. And then that's when we start experiencing the Lord. And when we do that, even Second Corinthians talks about whenever we turn to the Lord, which the Lord is is spirit and he's in our spirit, then the veils are taken away and then we start becoming transformed right. from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. And then this is this is the entire process of what we're going through today. Yeah. And why we experience certain things and maybe why you know certain people that it seems particularly like they're older people that, man, they are just full of God. Yeah. You know, and they're transformed and they're just sanctified and holy. Yeah. Because they've been going through this process for a period of time, and this is what our life is about: yeah. is to be transformed into, um, well, into the church, right? Into this holy, without blemish, yeah, body. Actually, the verses in Ephesians three are awesome. It's your strength within Christ makes His home in your heart, 
then you are right apprehending with all, all the, the saints. saints. So yeah. it's like the corporate now, and then all that Christ is, and then eventually you're filled unto all the fullness of God, yeah. and make glory be to Him in Jesus Christ, Christ. and in the church. Yeah, right? glory in the church. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, so I mean, it, it's it's just so wonderful, um, and, and really one of the big keys, or you could say the key, is our spirit. Not because we're special and that's our special part, you know. It's, but that's where God is. That's where God is. That yeah. is where He's fulfilling His economy. Right. Um, so, he, I, yeah. Well, yeah. No, and and He has His destination is not just to stay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want to just be saved in the spirit. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Or just just uh, what do you, what do I say? Basically, basically, when we receive the Lord, it's almost like He's imprisoned in our spirit. He's there, but He's just He's going to stay there. Until we are turning and opening to him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that ultimately he wants to be in our heart and our soul. Right. And then eventually our body. In our whole body. Sanctify your wholeness. Yeah. Spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming. Yeah. So, okay. We should stop here. We've talked for a long time. Um, maybe, I think, I'm going to just go ahead and pull a, pull a uh, executive decision here. I don't know if that's what you'd call it. I'm okay with that. For the next topic. Yeah, go for it. I think we should talk about what God's economy is. Whoa! Because we talked about economy a few times. and We did. Well, I just let it slip, I think. And now I feel like we need to define it. Oh, that's okay. It. So. Economy. Econ- Economy. <laughs> that's the Greek word, right? That's right. That's okay. a Greek word. Well, let's do it. Let's okay. talk about God's economy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, not now. Next podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you thought now? Yeah, I was ready to go. Is this thing live or what? <laughs> oh, All right. Okay, you got it. anything else you want to tell the viewers before we go? Well, I've been thinking a lot about this whole donating thing. 